Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us today. And it's often been said that dance and movement is a way to express yourself freely and safely. And it also is a way to heal and connect. Very powerful. It's often been said to dance like nobody's watching. And that's one of my favorite slogans. We're going to talk with somebody who is helping people along in terms of dance, teaching it. She has an organization as well. She's been doing it for many, dec- literally decades. And she's the artistic and executive director of Dance Entropy in Queens, New York. And she's Valerie Green. And she's with us today. Valerie, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you, Steve. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, it's good to have you here. Let's talk about dance entropy. Let's let's get the overview of what the organization is. Great. Okay. Dance Entropy is um, my dance company. It is a not-for-profit organization, and it was founded in 1998, so we've been around for a while, like you said. And as an organization, it sort of breaks into three different arms the professional performing company, of which I used to dance, not, not anymore, um, and all of my creative work. And we perform in New York City, we perform across the U.S., and we do a lot of international work as well. So there's the pro- professional company, it's all professional dancers. And then we also have our studio, which is called Green Space, and is in Long Island City, Queens. That's our home base. This is where we rehearse and create the work, Um, and also it is a home to other artists to create work. So there's different choreographers and dance companies using the space, renting it all day long, and they make work that will go on the stages across New York City or anywhere. We also present about 100 artists a year, and our performance programs take root and fertile ground. And then the last part of the not-for-profit is our educational programming. We do a lot of outreach, working with marginalized communities from senior citizens to at-youth risk to trauma survivors and people with differing abilities. So this is sort of the overview of the not-for-profit. It's pretty amazing. I I have uh, one question before we continue. Uh, Valerie, when do you sleep? Yeah, that's a good question. (laughs) Like, unbelievable. I'm working all the time. Uh, I'm passionate about what I do, and I'm excited about it and get engrossed in it. But, uh, yeah, I'm working on finding more time around it. Mm. I truly love the aspect of the expression, because even on your website, you share poems. Uh, Maybe this is a poem by a dancer. I don't know. It was recently put on a blog, but it's all, it's not even just about dance. It's about the, the expression, you know, showing the other side of us, things that people don't normally see. When we talk about the, the professional performance company, when you look back, even over the last 10, say 15 years or so, well, what's one of your favorite professional productions that you were part of, whether it was in the United States or if it was abroad? I think one of my most favorite works was Utopia, and this was a dance that questioned finding where Utopia resides. Is it a place, or can it be on the inside? Uh, This work took about a year and a half to make, and it was in a collaboration with uh, Israeli visual artist Karen Anavi, and we used these long pillars 
to create environments, dismantle them, break them down, rebuild them. And it was a bit of a journey with each individual and as a community to question where Utopia resides. It also had these projections on the floor and these crown sculptures that lit up that the dancers wore on their heads. And I think for me, I'd like to say that was my, my, my crown jewel, my masterpiece, and one of the most exciting works that I've made. It sounds fascinating. Uh, where do you think Utopia resides? I also think it resides on the inside. You could be anywhere in the most glorious, glamorous space, but if you can't find peace within yourself, mm. uh, then you're, you can go anywhere, but you're, you're going to be there. <laughs> so yeah, the, you, need, you need to find peace and utopia inside yourself. Uh, fair enough, because you could, take, you could go to a beautiful island like, you know, Bali, you could be in New York City. You could be anywhere. But if you haven't found that utopia, that, 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 that I call it the quiet calm. That's just that feeling inside like everything's good. Everything's good. It's not going to be good no matter where you go. You're taking it with you. Exactly. Yeah. Some people don't realize that. They think if, if I have this, it'll be better. If I have that, it'll be better. This house, this job, if I live here, there. And it really needs to start within yourself. A billion percent. And all those things that you may be looking at, boy, look at us getting deep, but all those things that you're, you're thinking of, that car, that house, that, uh, you know, perfect spouse, whatever it might be, might not be there tomorrow. There's no guarantee. Anything could happen. Anything could happen, but you have yourself and you have what's inside of you. Hopefully the inside is, is good. And you bring that outside. Uh, Let's talk about your 25th anniversary gala that's coming up. So, I, like mind blowing that you've been doing this for two and a half decades. Yeah, I, I call Dance Entropy my baby. I don't have kids, so now my baby's all grown up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, that gala that you have, uh, is that taking place at the dance company? Yes, it's taking place here at Green Space. Uh, it's a really exciting event, uh, March 2nd from 6 to 9, and we will be doing excerpts from our latest project called Home, which I'm happy to talk about at some point. We also sure. will have um, two senior citizens that we work with. Uh, they usually steal the show. Uh, they work a lot in the older population, so they will do a short performance. We will have live music, food, and drink, and we are honoring three members, important members in the New York City community, Ebony Young, who's the Deputy Borough President of Queens, Robert Altman, who is very active in the Long Island City business community and across the city, and then also Christopher Hanway, who is Executive Director of Resettlement House, which is also in Long Island City. So we have a stellar group of honorees to um, appreciate at the gala, and it'll be hopefully a lot of fun, some, some dancing, some seeing dance, drinks, food, and honoring special people in the community. It's amazing that when you bring dance into anything, it's like an instant party. You know, it's like just add water because it just there's just a positive, uplifting vibe when people are dancing. And you could go to a, you know, you can go to a club, a restaurant, bar, whatever it might be. And if there's an opportunity to dance, it just it just feels good. Can we look at some of the, the classes? I know you have one called Dance Your Frame, Modern Technique, uh, among some others. What's that class about? That class is uh, a, a modern dance technique class. 
and I call it Dance Your Frame because over the many years of teaching, I experienced students not using their full body. So one of the goals in any class is how, how do I use my arms fully, my legs fully, every, every bit of all the beautiful body. How can I be fully present in the space and, and move and dance and not just be, say, 80% of myself or 60%, but how can you be 100% of your body moving in space? So it is about technique. It's about strength, alignment, moving, dancing. So there's a lot in the class, but I, I chose the name Dance Your Frame because I just kept finding myself saying it in class, you need to dance your frame, which is you know your body, your instrument. So that's where the title came from. This class I, I do... Um, I've done a lot of master class teaching in universities and abroad and in New York City. And it is a technical training class, but still at the same time, anybody can do it and take a dance class at wherever they're at in their life and in their training. And um, it is also based in somatic principles of like safe way of using your body, how do you use your muscles, how do you use your bones, how do you think about how your organs are moving. And I come out of the lineage of Eric Hawkins, so there's this also underneath it, and then just my own individual style. Are you still doing the, the workshops you have, Skimming the Surface and, and Movement Playground? Yes. The Movement Playground is more for our outreach communities and working in schools or with senior centers. I find the Movement Playground is a place to explore and create in our different populations that we work with. So this spring we will be working with senior centers that's funded by the city. And uh, we are also working in different New York City schools right now doing residencies and also working um, with different partners from the Queens Library and other institutions. To offer dancer, I'm sorry, to offer movement playground, and also to offer skimming the surface, which is um, a group workshop that is about using movement and in consciousness and embodiment to see what lies within. And uh, when we use movement, some other images or memories or sensations can arise that we might not have access to, but movement is a way to kind of open up a door to what might be resting deep down that we might not have access to on a daily basis. So it's sort of to kind of pull up these different feelings, memories, images, emotions that have maybe long been buried. Can we, I really want to go there. Uh, okay. Because now I'm really feeling it. When... When somebody's dancing, do you, like what you're saying right now, do you feel those things? It's not like a healing process when somebody's dancing, like things come to them, the feelings, the expression. Is it like that? Like that, where I'm going with this is, let's say, I don't know if you're familiar with energy healing, you know, where, where somebody could do, you know, Reiki or, or something like that, um, a different modality to heal, uh, do you feel those things? You feel different things when you're dancing, like memories come back, things flick in your head quickly, uh, and, and clarity. Does it all come together sometimes when somebody's dancing? 
Well, it depends on the context. So, say, if my dancers are, you know, rehearsing choreography that's very technical and complicated and hard, that's not necessarily where they're at. Mm-hmm. The... <clears throat> um, and then you can go into this trance-like space and dancing. Um, uh, it's a little bit where the images are going to come or the memories or the sensations a little is more in the process of, of discovering movement. So these are like, there's so many different movement experiences. What I do with my dancers, I also do this sort of work in different ways. Or if I do in a group workshop or one-on-one, there's gentle ways to enter the body um, I don't want to say stir things up, but I kind of want to say stir things up too. Because if you do different gentle exercises to come into the body, then you have more access to listen to what it's saying. So often we're not listening. We're very in our head. We're running around. We're doing 10,000 things. And we're moving so quick that we can't listen. And so with some slower movement processes, there's time to allow things to emerge that kind of basically, if you slow down and listen, your body's telling you something, but you have to listen. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost, it seems almost like it's a form of meditation in some way. I do. I think for me that dance is a a movement meditation. It's hard for me to just sit still and meditate. I try and I, and I still do that, but I find that, um, moving, you know, and there's different, you know, you can move fast, you can move slow, you can move all kinds of ways, but that is where I think the opening comes and the expression and the movement of energy, which is a, is a key part, is the energy moving that might be blocked in the body. There's I, so many directions we can go with your question. I could talk forever. Oh, I got you. <laughs> I, I, I went out um, last weekend with some friends, and it was great. It was a great experience. I ran into people I hadn't seen in a while, and we all, you know, just everybody's hanging around. Uh, it was at, there was a DJ and there was a friend's friend and she was dancing. Um, I couldn't take my eyes off her and it wasn't that, you know, it wasn't, I'm not talking about attraction, just her expression and the joy she was feeling in dancing and how she didn't care, but she, you know, it was just, you could feel the energy, you could feel the vibe and that's where I'm going with it. It's, there's, there's something there about dancing that, um, we overlook many times. Where did this begin for you? You know, the whole dance journey, even before dance entropy. Well, I started dancing when I was three, and danced in the local dance studio. And my mom put me in dance lessons because I was pigeon toed, and that means your toes go in. So it's good to do ballet because you have to turn your toes out. That was one of the reasons, and the other reason was she was a folk dancer in in Serbia, which was part of the former Yugoslavia, so she loves dancing, and she put me in dance when I was three. I danced my whole life, uh, doing tap jazz and ballet, and then when I was 18, I was like, oh no, now what happens? Like, what do I do with dance? I didn't even know that modern dance existed. It's not often in, you know, studios outside of big cities, so I didn't have access to that. I grew up in Cleveland, so this was a suburb of Cleveland. And I was really torn with what to do with my, you know, growing up of dancing. And then I, I stumbled into finding modern dance in college in University of Wisconsin-Madison. And once I understood that it was this whole other dance form, then I knew that's where I belonged. And so I guess that is how I found modern dance. Uh, then I moved to New York City straight out of college 
and was training and studying with the Eric Hawkins Dance Company. And I was always excited to make my own choreography and make my own dances. So while I enjoyed to dance with other people, for sure, and that was a part of my learning experience, I always loved to create movement and started making choreography right away when I moved to the city. And then, which was 1995, and 1998 was a first concert, a shared concert, and basically I haven't turned back since. I've been creating work this whole time, and I can get into other details, but that is the beginning of the dance company. And our studio opened in Long Island City in 2005. What brought you to New York? I... When I graduated from college, I didn't, you know, I just thought I would stay in Madison. When you're a dancer growing up, I'm not sure what it's like now, but in, in, in my day and age, no one told you what you were capable of. No one was, you know, going to say, you're, you're, you have potential, you have anything. It didn't really work that way. And there was a professor that thought I should move to New York. I had done an intensive here and really liked it, and her suggesting that I should be coming here meant a lot to me. Sort of meant that she believed in me and that I had a chance and that maybe I was good enough. So, so on that prompt, uh, I ended up contacting that dance company and they offered me you know, to be a part of the school. And as many dancers start out with work-study opportunities, you do work in exchange for, um, for classes or space. It started my journey to allow me more space to create work and also being involved in a studio, which eventually led me to me opening my own studio. What kind of advice do you have for somebody or maybe somebody's, um, somebody's kids that is, you know, maybe they're thinking about dancing, they're not really sure, maybe, they don't, uh, maybe they're self-conscious about it? What, what would you say to them? I think dance is for everybody to try. I wish there was more young boys that uh, started dancing. And also, as far as parents exposing children to things, I was exposed to many things when I was young, and I really appreciate that because it gave me the space to see what I like to do. And someone might not like something, right? But we don't know unless we try, and we don't know if we're exposed to it. And dance can be a very hard career. Of, you know, a lot of people have body image issues and question their worth, their value. They you know, could have low self-esteem from certain environments in the dance world. But I think that there's a lot of room now in this day and age for different kinds of dancers, different shapes of dancers, shapes, sizes, styles that it's a different dance world and there's more room for everybody. And if somebody loves to dance, they just need to keep dancing and not care what anybody says and just keep at it. Yeah, it goes back to what, what I said before and it's such a cliche you hear, you know, dance like nobody's looking. I think people look at dance or even you know, no matter what age, even even you know parents encouraging their kids that there's always a performance there's always a performance on the other end of you're dancing but it doesn't have to be that way you're just dancing just because it feels good you know that that can be the goal in itself do you feel like a lot of people miss that part and think more that you're dancing to do a production well with children growing up there's a lot about a recital at the end yeah. and it all becomes about the end yes 
component. And that's not always good. It can be good in some situations, but not always. It depends, because then you miss the process. And you get too worried about what the final result is. So I think the process is actually the most amazing part for me of creating work. Sure, the performance is great, too, you know, without a doubt. But the process is where you can be curious, you can explore, you could try things, try many things that don't work. Um, so that's sort of like, uh, I got sidetracked to being excited about making dance. But it's the exploring, it's just the being in the body. Uh, so, you know, there's so many, some people just dance because they want to do it for fitness or they like it or they used to dance. And then there's people that are dancing because they're aspiring dancers. So, you know, there's different ways to come to dancing or movements because you want to express yourself. So I think it's, it's all good. I think it's not about worrying about the performance. It's about being in the present, being in the moment, uh, being in your body, uh, becoming friends with your body, listening to your body, exploring, and seeing, uh, I want to say befriending the body. Yeah, appreciating your body. And yep. what you said before about uh, a lot of parents, you know, thinking about the recital at the end, uh, it, it, there, there's a fixation on the clothing and the outfit and all of that stuff. And and it's great. That's fine. But yeah, the process, you miss the process. I love that you, you take it in all different directions with dance entropy. Like for example, on your website, I think it's on the event page. There was something last summer called splash on Vanderbilt Avenue. And best way to describe it. It just looks like a bunch of people in cute costumes, funny different things, standing in buckets of water in the middle of uh, New York, Queens. Um, it's fun. You change it up all the time. What was that event? What were you guys doing? Uh, that was called Splash. It's a summertime dance where we're literally dancing in buckets of water, and it's kind of wet. It's, it's very wet and silly and fun. People of all ages enjoy it. Uh, naturally, you can only do it in the summer. But we have dances that are basically suitable for all audiences or family audiences. So this is a dance for everybody. And that was part of the open streets of New York City that, that, that we did that. Uh, and that actually dance has been running since 2003. It's a very old one, but a very successful one. Because people want to write. They want to laugh. They want to have fun. And then after we do the dance, oftentimes we do it for children and we get them doing the dance in a modified version, and they get to go in the buckets, and like everybody just has fun, and right, the world is tough as it is, so yeah. fun is needed. <laughs> that, and that, that's just it, and, and that's why I brought that up, that uh, you do different things, you know, it's not just one type of performance, you're all, you're like a, 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 a dance car driving down the road on ice, and screeching to each side of the road to try different things, it's all different, there's always changing, um, have you ever done, I don't know why this is clicking in my head, but, you know, remember flash mobs were a thing, you know, a bunch of years ago where mm -hmm. people would just show up and dance or, or do something. Ha, do you guys ever do that? Just show up and dance somewhere? You know, No, we didn't just show up and dance. No, it's usually like you have to, well, if you're dealing with the city, it's not so easy to just show up and dance uh, in public spaces. It takes planning. 
So not quite. I haven't I haven't participated in the flash mob so much. Yeah, I, I was just Maybe using at like the... a wedding, but not not with my dance company. Gotcha. I just use that as an example. Just looking at the splash uh, event, it looked like that. Uh, maybe you've done something like that. What is um, core energetics? That is um, a somatic psychotherapy that integrates the body, mind, and spirit, and integrating all these places so you can find your true self, your true potential. And it's a therapeutic model, an alternative one, um, to work through one's childhood wounds, work through whatever's present, uh, and using the body voice movement to release and basically heal what's buried down deep. It's very profound work. Um, I am personally was very amazed by it and wanted to do the training to do my skimming the surface work better because the workshops were in the container of the movement and I felt like I was missing the component about the mind. So it was a four-year program, and I did it for myself, for my own self-healing, but also to do the work that I was doing better. But at the end of the day, when we work on ourselves, we become a better human. You know, I want to become a better friend, a better daughter, sister, employer, artistic director. You know, I want to be a better human. So when when any individual works on themselves, it is also as a way to expand to others. Um, it's a little bit of a segue, but it's a, it's a therapeutic model that um, integrates those modes, body, mind, and spirit, uh, to, to heal oneself. You just... It, amazing that I didn't even know that you offered that. And what I was saying before in terms of the, the healing... Uh, in dealing with things like traumas that where images pop in your head, that's where I was going with it. Wondering if that you know happens when you're dancing, but that's what you just explained in core energetics. That's really what's going on. Where you go back to you know an incident, some trauma. Maybe a lot of times it's from your childhood. Um, not that you may have had a bad childhood. Not always, you know. Not always, sure. You know. Yeah, but but let's. I think I think it's reasonable to say that we all have some healing to go through. Whatever. Everybody. Everybody. Everyone. Yeah, it's like somebody saying, my family is perfect. Everything is good. You're lying. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're not being honest. You know, we all have things going on, and that's not a bad thing. That that that's that makes us who we are, and that, that makes us human. Um, Valerie, it was great talking with you today. Learned a lot, and there's a lot more to talk about. Uh, if somebody wants yeah. to, to reach out to you and, and find some more, what's the best way uh, they could do that? Uh, they can call or email. The phone number is 718-956-3037. Or if they want to reach by email, I think the easiest to say on the phone here is info at danceentropy.org, and they will find me. Yeah, or at the very least, fantastic website, by the way, danceentropy.org. Dot org. Go there yeah. and check it out, and, and there's contact info there as well. I appreciate you, Valerie. Thanks for, for being here, and I'm, I'm definitely looking forward next time we get a chance to talk. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, thank you. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network.
They'll challenge your authority. They'll try to break your will. They'll push you to the edge of your sanity. Because that's what kids do. But this car is your territory, not theirs. Defend it. Who makes the payments? Who cleans it? Who drives it? You do. That's who. And in here, your word is law. So when you say you won't move until everyone's buckled up, you won't budge an inch. Until you hear that click. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup.